is some good news. With us as a shelter in the storm. That is good news. With us in the fire. That is good news. With us in the fiercest battle. That is good news. Always in control. Those are the beliefs and promises that give us gospel bravery. And gospel bravery is what we are going to talk about today. Gospel bravery. If you have a Bible with you and you'd like to open it with me, you can turn to 1 Samuel chapter 14. 1 Samuel chapter 14. Gospel bravery acts. And gospel bravery believes. So let me ask you this. When was the last time you did something brave? When was the last time you did something brave for the gospel? Gospel bravery acts because of what gospel bravery believes. Now here's the thing. Gospel bravery, like regular bravery, is optional. It's always optional. Otherwise it wouldn't be bravery. The other options are you can just sit with saved people and wait for other people to act. You can keep switching sides based on who you think is going to win. Or you can just straight up hide. But just know those things are not brave. Those are options, but they're not brave options. When was the last time you acted with gospel bravery? When was the last time you did something brave for the gospel because of the gospel. Now, as we read this part of Jonathan, or, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 14, I want you to ask, what did Jonathan do? Remember, we talked about gospel bravery acts. What did he do? And what did he believe? What did he do that was brave? And why did he do it? So here we are in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6. Jonathan said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison of the uncircumcised, that it may, it may be that the Lord will work for us. For nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or by few. Okay? So Israel is surrounded by lots and lots of Philistines. They are outnumbered very very badly. They are outnumbered 10 to 1, and then they lost 80% of their troops because everyone was so scared. So they are really, really outnumbered, unbelievably outmanned, unbelievably outgunned. It is terrifying. They're sitting there with their troops waiting to die. And Jonathan says, Let's go fight. The Lord can save by many or by few. What does Jonathan do? 
And what does Jonathan believe? Do you have an answer? Keep working on it. Here we are, verse 7. And his armor bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart. Do as you wish. Behold, I am with you heart and soul. Then Jonathan said, Behold, we will cross over to the men, and we will show ourselves to them. And if they say, Wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place, and we will not go up to them. But if they say, Come up to us, we will go up. For the Lord has given them into our hand. Do you see what Jonathan believed? Do you see that? And this shall be a sign to us. So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines. Imagine that one. Na, 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 na. And the Philistines said, Look, Hebrews are coming out of their holes that they have hidden themselves. Okay, and they really were. If you look back at chapter 13, verse 6, they really were hiding in holes. Verse 12. And the men of the garrison hailed Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us, and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. What did Jonathan believe? I mean, they're outnumbered a kajillion to two. And Jonathan's like, we got, you know, God's got this. It's going to be fine. The Lord has given them into our hands. I can tell because we're going to fight uphill. Verse 13. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet. You ever, you ever had to climb a hill that was so steep you had to use your hands and your feet? You know they have the term for that. It's called scrambling. It's not quite climbing. It's not quite walking. It's scrambling. So Jonathan is scrambling up this rocky cliff face, fighting people as he goes. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet, and his armor bearer after him, and they fell before Jonathan, and his armor bearer killed them after him. And that first strike, which Jonathan and his armor bearer made, killed about 20 men within, as it were, half a furlough's length of an acre of land. Now, verse 15. Watch this closely, verse 15. And there was a panic in the camp and in the fields and among all the people. The garrison and even the raiders trembled. The earth quaked and it became a very great panic god had acted in response to their faith and their bravery and god had given them the victory gospel bravery what did jonathan do jonathan fought the Philistines. He scrambled up the hill fighting the Philistines. Why did Jonathan do it? Because Jonathan believed that the Lord could save by many or by few. Jonathan believed that the Lord was in control. Jonathan believed that victory was in the hands of God. Jonathan believed that God was utterly fantastically totally in control and that the odds did not matter. 
If God wanted him to win, he would win. I don't know if Jonathan was thinking of of Joshua chapter 23 at this moment or not. He doesn't quote it. But there's a promise that the Lord gives Joshua for his people in Joshua chapter 23. This is what it says in Joshua chapter 23 verse 10. It says, one man of you puts to flight a thousand. Which, which that's what Jonathan and his sidekick just did, right? One man of you, in that case it was two, put to flight thousands. Now why? Jo- Joshua ch- chapter 23 verse 10. Since it is the Lord your God who fights for you, just as he promised. I don't know if Jonathan had this verse in mind when he decided to go fight the Philistines, but I know he acted like it was true, and the Lord made it come true. Gospel bravery. Acts. Gospel bravery goes first. This is what Jonathan did. Jonathan went first when his dad was sitting with the troops. Gospel bravery goes first because gospel bravery believes it is the Lord that gives victory. But we said gospel bravery is optional. You don't have to be brave. You can be a coward. You can be reasonable. You don't have to be brave. So look back with me at chapter 14, verse 2. Well, let's start in verse 1. Chapter 14, verse 1. One day Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us... I have these next words circled in green in my Bible. Let us go over. We're going to go and move. We're going to go and attack. Let us go over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. But he did not tell his father. And then verse 2. Saul was staying in the outskirts of Gabeah. Do you see the contrast there? Jonathan is brave. Jonathan goes over. Saul is not brave, and Saul stays. And Saul is still there in verse 20. So if you look at this passage that we just read, Jonathan acts on his belief that it is the Lord who saves, and it doesn't matter the odds. It is the Lord who saves. Saul is still with his men in verse 16, still where it's safe, still talking about how dark and how scary it might be out there. While Jonathan is gaining victory, God is sending the Philistines into a, into a panic. And then we read in verse 20, Then Saul and all the people who were with him rallied and went into battle. Well, they went into battle after they saw that Jonathan was winning. This is why I'm saying, you don't have to be brave. You can't just sit there and wait for other people to get the victory. You can't just sit where it's safe and talk about how dark and scary it is out there. You don't have to be brave. Bravery is optional. But Saul isn't the only one. Check out verse 21. Now the Hebrews, you know, this is after they see Jonathan winning and the Philistines running and the Philistines in confusion. Verse 21, now the Hebrews who had been with the Philistines before the time, hey, hey, what, what, what did they just say? The Philistines are like the demon hordes that came in and the he, there's evidently some Hebrews that were like, you know what, they're probably always going to win, so we're going to be on their team now. They had switched sides. 
And so when they see Jonathan winning, they switch back. Is that brave? Is it brave when we modify our character depending on who we're with? When we switch back and forth, is that brave? They weren't the only ones, though. Look at verse 22. Likewise, when all the men of Israel who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were fleeing, they too followed hard after them in battle. When they saw that Jonathan was gaining the victory, they too said, hey, let's go fight. We can come out of hiding now. That brave? Bravery, friends. It's optional. You don't have to be brave. So what does bravery look like in your life? What does gospel bravery look like in your life? What would you do if you were filled with gospel bravery? And specifically, I'm asking, what would you go first on? Instead of sitting where it's safe, instead of switching back and forth, instead of hiding, what would you deal with first? I don't know in each specific life what gospel bravery would mean, what what decision you'd make, what you would go first on. I, I don't couldn't tell you for each one of you. But just like you, you know bravery when you see it. You know it when you see it. We see it in this passage. You see, a, you see a prince scrambling up a hill because he sees the plight of his people. And so he scrambles up this hill, trusting Yahweh to keep him alive while he kills Philistines and hopes he can deliver his nation. But that prince points forward. He points forward to the king who saw the plight of his people. And because he'd seen the plight of his people, he's staggering up an ugly little hill called the skull, carrying the weight of his people's sins on his shoulders. And he's, he's staggering up this hill under the weight of your sins and mine to deliver his people from slavery to sin and death. Knowing that he will die to save Philistines like you and me and make them part of his people. Offering them eternal life. Trusting Yahweh to raise him from the dead. You and I know bravery when we see it. When we look back at the, at the first Christians who because of their gospel witness faced terrible persecution. But they had the gospel promise that Jesus was with them and would never leave them nor forsake them. And so they determined to love their enemies and pray for those who persecute them. And so they conquered with kindness. May the Lord Give us gospel bravery.
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would pull us each towards yourself this day. Lord, give us gospel bravery. Lord, tell us what that would look like in each of our lives. What conversations we would have, what kindnesses we would go first with. Lord, I pray, meet us in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen.